Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted. <laughs> brother Mike. Man, y'all know this is a live and dynamic podcast. Wherever I get it, excuse me, wherever the message comes up, that's where I put it down. Wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So let's hit it. So today, it is 6.26 in the morning. Yep, I'm laying in bed still. It's not that I didn't get up already because I get up at 3 in the morning. I spend time with the Lord and then I read the Bible. So I've been up, right? <laughs> but now I'm in the bed. I was trying to go back to sleep. But, you know, once you spend time with, with, with the Lord, Sometimes it's hard for me. It's, sometimes it's hard to go back to sleep. You know, it was still dark. Now the sun is starting to come up. It's so beautiful in Hawaii. I love Hawaii. But anyway, my mind is just brimming with ideas, right? And you know, when you read the Bible and you actually do what it tells you to do, which is meditate on the Word of God. I've talked about this before, right? You don't just read the Bible because see, the Bible is like. I don't want to use like the cheesy analogy. Like it's like an onion because onions don't smell good. Some people like onions. I don't really care for onions. They don't taste good to me. But for for the lack of a better example, we'll just say the the Bible is like it's like an onion. Right. There's what you read. There's what you read. No, I'm not going to use that because I just don't like it. You, You ever seen those little I think they're like little Russian dolls. They're like so cute. These little. They almost look like weeble wobbles, but there's big ones. And then you open it up and there's another one on the inside. There's another one on the inside. There's another, you know what I'm talking about? You guys have seen these before. They're, they're, they're super cute. I've seen these since I was a little kid, right? But the Bible is like that. There's what you read on the surface. So to the person that is not a Christian, you know, some non-Christians pride themselves in knowing the scriptures, but they really don't know nothing, right? They know the scripture, but they don't really know what it means. And all that does is serve to prove their their arrogance and their ignorance and foolishness, by the way, when they come against, you know, one of God's children <laughs> who actually has Holy Spirit and gives them wisdom and understanding, right? They just simply explain what it really means. And then the other person looks stupid. They was trying to make you look stupid, but they end up looking stupid because they really didn't understand what the scripture meant at all, which was what was happening with Jesus and the Pharisees. Man, I know I kind of seem I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm going all over the place. But Holy Spirit always helps me to get on track and stay on track and whatnot. But um, yeah. So anyway, the scriptures are like that. Right. So you read what is on the page okay that is a scripture most people and most christians they just take that at face value i used to do that right and i'd be so happy i got the scripture the scripture said this oh it pertained to <clears throat> excuse me something i was going through something i needed to hear or you know a, it was a rebuke right i got it Yay, I got the message. Thanks, Lord. I ran off. But, <laughs> you know, the the Lord doesn't always remind you all the time of what he already told you to do, okay? And I'm just going on and on. There is a title, but I feel the need to talk about this first, and then I'm going to pray and then give the title and whatnot. But see, some of my kids, now one of my daughters used to always do this. You know, you, you'd call her to do something. And then before 
before she even finished getting the message, she's like, she'd be so happy, like, okay, okay, okay. Pew! And you know, she started to take off. It's like, hey, 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 wait a minute. You didn't even finish getting you finished getting what I was telling you, right? Slow down. Come back here. Yeah. You're supposed to do so and so and so. Okay, okay. You know, she's trying to take off again. Pew! It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> you didn't get the whole message yet, right? And I don't know, maybe she gets that from me. Cause I I I tend to do the same thing um sometimes. Holy Spirit has really been helping me over the years to not just take off when I get it right. But every now and then I still do that. But anyway, so but most people they get they get a scripture and they just take it. Thanks, Jesus. Pew, they're out. But the Bible says you're supposed to meditate on the word day in and night, right? Let, let me just pull this up right quick. Let me just let me just pull this up right quick. Hold on. And we know that's in Joshua. Man, I have my scripture already, already. But this is just kind of going all over the place where my first Corinthians one. I'm going to come back here. All right. It's always exciting. I listen to my podcast like y'all listen to the podcast. You might think I wouldn't because it came out of me, but it's really not me. It's Holy Spirit. So I'm always amazed at what comes out because I don't know what's going to come out. I have no idea. I get a little fancy title, I get an idea, and then, okay, Holy Spirit, we're going to go with it, and then it starts coming up and coming out, and I'm just blown away, I'm just blown away. Okay, so here we are in Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. Hold on, hold on, Joshua 1. Boom, there it is. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people, excuse me, Joshua 1, I'm going to start at 6. Yeah, yeah, I'll start at 5. Joshua 1, verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Here we go. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Okay, so... The Lord doesn't always says he don't keep reminding you of stuff, right? He done told you. He done told you. <laughs> okay. You need to meditate on the word of God. People want success. And the scripture talks about good success. This isn't just money 
in America, we just, it's America, right? It's a capitalist nation. So we always get so hung up on money, this, money, that, money, this, money, that. My blessings, my blessings, right? There's so many more blessings besides financial blessings, okay? There's so much more success <laughs> than financial success. There's plenty of people that have financial success, and they're horrible people, quite honestly. They're a freaking train wreck, right? <laughs> These are people that you do not want to model your life after but unfortunately many people are doing this and their lives are a wreck as well all right so to have good success in christ and i am going to get to the title and i am going to pray but i just as it comes up i'm just putting it out there right so good success in christ really is it's your relationship with christ okay it's it's you it's your proximity with Christ. It's your closeness, your intimacy with Christ. Him sharing things with you, knowledge before you ever even existed, things in the Bible, things about the world, things about the enemy that you just, your mind would just be spinning like, wow, Lord, are you serious? And you know it's the Lord because you don't think that way. You ain't never thought that way. You ain't never thought that high, nor can you think that high. It's the Lord. He just told you something because you're a friend of his, because you're his friend, because you're his disciple. So the Lord would go out and talk story. You know, he would share stories with people. And then behind closed doors, he would explain just flat out, explain the parable to his disciples, his friends. And he would flat out tell them, like, look, I, I teach these in parables to other people. But to you, I just give you the meaning. Right. You get that from the Lord when you're close to him. OK, the disciples were close to him. They spent time with him. They loved him. They received his love and they loved on him. They received something different than everybody else got. Jesus still loved those people, but they weren't they weren't inner circle. So success to me as a Christian is not measured in monetary gain. The Lord has that for you also. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all else will be added unto you. He doesn't have a problem with adding wealth unto you, but you got to put things in the proper perspective. True success is a healthy, thriving, right, humble relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That is true success, right? When the Lord is giving you discernment of spirits and he's giving you strategy from on high and he's showing you, you know, how the enemy is trying to trick you and deceive you. And he's, you know, all of those things. That's success. That's success because, you know, your God showed up. You know, your God is with you. You know, your God is talking to you. You know that your God is loving. You have an active relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is success. And in a book, every now and then I'll mention a book that I wrote when I was in graduate school and did not publish it. I'm going to revise the whole book. I'm going to keep the same title, but I'm going to revise the book. I really am going to publish it. But in, in, in one of these, um, in one of those chapters, I recall, I wrote, it was, it was, it was entitled Winners and Losers. And, you know, the whole world talks about like, you know, oh, it's not socially correct. And it's not politically correct to say that there's losers, you know. There's no losers. We're all winners. That's a lie from the pit of hell. 
It's a lie, okay? It is a lie to make people feel better about themselves than they really should. There are winners and there are losers. That's why there's rules to a game. Hello? If you don't play the game by the rules, you lose the game. Everybody knows this. You know this from when you're a little kid, but now they're trying to change it. This malarkey, right? It's, it's, it's nonsense. It really is nonsense. And it's creating weaker people. Thus, you have weaker societies. That's, you know, you have these people that's just, just so emotional. Oh, it's emotional. Oh, I can't take anything. And falling to pieces. I mean, it's just, it's rampant throughout the world, okay? It's rampant. But anyway, winners and losers. The Bible clearly paints the pictures that there are winners and losers in life. Well, you can't say that, Mike. How can you say that? Because it's right there in the Bible, man. It's right there in the Bible. When you get judged and I get judged, the Bible is very clear. There's going to be a picking order. Those that are sheep and those that are goats. And the sheep are going to go to his right. And he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the rest, right? Enter into my rest, right? And they're going to go to the right. Those that are going to the left are the goats. Away with you, you evildoer. I never knew you. Enter hell, which was reserved for Satan and his angels, right? So you tell me, are there winners? Is that a clear distinction between winners and losers or not? And then one more depiction that we have in the Bible is Lazarus and the rich man. Even in my book, which I will put out one day, I was explaining how, look, <laughs> you have to put things in proper context. Lazarus was a homeless person who was so poor and sickly Dogs used to come up to him when he slept on the street and they would lick all the sores on his body. He was very poor. He was what people would call a nobody in today's vernacular. People walk by people like that, homeless people on the street every day. They don't give any thought to the fact that that is a human being sitting over there with thoughts and feelings and dreams. That person did not grow up dreaming to be some homeless person, right? But the Lord calls him by name. There was a rich man who was very rich. He thought very highly of himself. He thought he was successful. Okay. He ate sumptuous fare. He had all types of food. He got his reward in this world. But see, when they both died, Lazarus was in glory and the rich man was burning in hell. And you'll notice how very little the Lord thought of the rich man because he's not even mentioned by name. We don't know that rich man's name. He was just some, some rich man. But then Lazarus, who was poor, who people would have walked by and said, oh, who cares who he is? He he's nobody. He's nobody. But see, to the Lord, that nobody was a somebody whose name has been etched into the eternal word of God. Lazarus. Hello? Winner. The rich man, loser. It doesn't mean that you can't be rich and go to heaven. It doesn't mean that at all. But we have to put things in proper context. What true success is. And Jesus tells us what success is. Right? He, it, we don't, 
it was the Old Testament, so you won't see the word Jesus. You won't see Yeshua. You'll see the Lord. But we all know Jesus is the Lord. So it was Jesus. Okay. So Jesus, the Lord, is telling us in, in Joshua that if you want to have good success, you need to stay in God's word and you need to meditate on it. Why? Because there's layers. What you read on the first level, the first layer, that's not even the message. If that's all you got from the Bible, and that's why I say God sends me out here. This, this podcast is for mature Christians. It's, it's grown folk talk for the mature Christian, right? This is stuff, man, y'all supposed to be now. Y'all supposed to know this stuff. You're grown. You're grown. But many Christians don't know this because the church is not teaching this. Or they just run over it and don't really, you know, they might have said it. They, you know, they said the scripture. They said it. But they didn't explain why you need to meditate on the word. And, you know, some things in the Bible, the Lord doesn't clearly explain. He'll say something. And if you think about it, you're like, well, the Lord said this, but he didn't really explain why. Well, why is that? Because you are supposed to go to the Lord and get the understanding. He ain't teaching you every little single thing. No, that's why you have Holy Spirit. But that even just don't come to you automatically. This is why I keep telling you, you have to seek the Lord. So the scripture says that you must meditate on the word day and night and therein you will find success. Well, Lord, why do I need to meditate on the word? Right. And remember, Christian meditation is not the same as Eastern meditation. Oh, oh I'm going to stare at a candle or look at some crystals. It's not that. It's not you blanking out your mind so Satan can stick something inside of it. Okay? Anything that has you blank out your mind or like when people get hypnotized or whatever else, know that that is a Trojan horse. When your mind blanks out, Satan is sticking something in there. Okay? Hello? So Christian meditation is not that at all. You're doing the exact opposite. You have filled your mind with the word of God, the holy word of God, which is the word of life. And then you start picking it apart. What does this mean, Lord? You actively have to think about it. And see, as you are actively thinking about it and pulling it apart, God said, the script says what? Meditate day and night on the word and therein you will find success. So he really wants you to think about it. Come now, let us reason together. He gave you a brain. He wants you to think about it. Well, what's this mean? Meditate on the word, Dan, and meditate, meditate. Oh, okay, well, well, he don't mean Easter meditation, brother Mike was saying, he doesn't mean that. What is, you know, and you're at, what does this mean? And this is where a strong, a concordance comes into play. So a lot of people, a lot of churches don't teach you about a concordance, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't get one. The concordance will tell you what the words mean, what each word means. So it was written in Greek, right? There'll be a breakdown in Greek. There'll be a, a, a breakdown and what is it, Lord? Is it Aramaic or whatever the Hebrew language was at, at the time? It's the two languages that were that were used to write the scriptures back then. 
So you'll have a breakdown of what language was used when they were writing the Old Testament. You'll have a breakdown of what language, which I'm pretty sure it was Greek, was used, um, I think it was Aramaic for the first part in the Old Testament and is Greek for the New Testament. So that way, all you got to do is look up a, a particular word. So if it said meditate, well, what does he mean by meditate? Well, let me go here. Let me get my concordance out. And there's actually an app. There's a Bible. There's the strongest concordance app, which has the Bible in it, the King James Version Bible. And it's a built-in strongest concordance. Or you can just get the book. There are many concordances out there, but the strongest concordance is the one that's been around the longest. It's very, it's highly accurate. That's the one I, Brother Mike's going to recommend, the strongest concordance. Okay. So then you just go look up the strongest concordance. Look it up in there. It's going to tell you this is what the word was originally, and this is what it meant. It'll have multiple definitions or whatnot. And that's how you really know. It's like, oh, he wasn't talking about that at all. Oh, it actually means this. And see, from that, now you're meditating on God's word. You're picking it apart like you would a good piece of fruit. Some people take an orange and they just throw the whole thing in their mouth. What I used to always do is I would take the orange slice and I would bite it in half because it's an orange. It's so juicy and delicious. I was, like, I was trying to make it last longer. It's like, mm, this is so good, right? I would just break it apart like that. That's how God's word is. You break it apart. That's when you're meditating on God's word. It's like you're you're gobbling it up. You're nibbling it bit by bit by bit by bit. And you just keep breaking it down. So he said, meditate on God's word. Okay, what is God's word? It's the Bible. Hello? The Bible. Not, you know, not what Tony Robbins said. Not what, you know, somebody else said. No. What did the Bible say? And it said what? Meditate on it day and night. And therein you'll find success. Well, God said day and night. Well, I know he he knows I got a job. So obviously he knows I'm not going to be stuck in a room reading the Bible for 24 hours a day. That's not what he means, obviously. But what does he mean? OK, what he's saying is throughout the day, you need to be thinking about the scripture. The scriptures is what is what you're centered on. Right. And because you remember in these scriptures, you can it's almost like shifting gears. So if you're out and somebody at the job starts acting a fool, you know, doing something ignorant towards you or whatnot, you know that the Bible says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, be slow to become angry. So your flesh want to rile up and slap the fool out of somebody. What do you do? Hold on now. Let me meditate on scripture. You already have it to pull up because you meditate on it day and night. You you read the Bible constantly. You're, you're picking it apart. The Holy Holy Spirit will just give that scripture to you. He'll bring it back to remember. You remember this. Remember this. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to become angry. And then what do you do? Ooh, you button your lip. You don't allow to come out your mouth what you really felt like. You don't do that. Right? That's that's what happens. You're meditating on the scripture day and night. And therein you shall find what? Success. Jesus is the word of God. So if you meditate on the word of God, which is Jesus, that's really how you get closer to God. People say, oh, God, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. The question is, are you reading the Bible? Well, you know, you know, I know I'm spending hours in prayer, though. That's not what I asked you. Are you reading the Bible? <laughs> the primary way that the Lord talks to you 
is in the Bible. Now, here's a great example, even from my life. This just happened. This just happened to me. I woke up this morning. I spent time with Holy Spirit. I spent time with him. And I didn't say it initially, but I was thinking it. And then finally I did say, I was like, you know, I kind of feel <clears throat> like you're distant. But even as I was saying it, I, I got an immediate understanding on the inside. And the understanding was, well, first of all, let me tell you what I said. I said, Lord, I said, it feels like you're distant. However, my feelings are irrelevant because I know you're still just as close to me as you ever were. You haven't moved at all. Your love is in it. You love me with an everlasting love. So I know you right there. But how I feel about it, I feel some type of way about it. But I know that's not really the truth. That's just how I feel about it. And even as I was saying that, he gave me an instant understanding, right? Yeah, you're spending time with me at three in the morning. You come and you worship and you pray and then you get back in the bed. But you're missing out on what I had to say. And I will get up later and read the Bible, okay? But that wasn't the point. It's like, hey, we just had interaction and you didn't let me talk to you. You did all the talking. You worshiped me, which was good. You prayed, which was good. But then you didn't allow me to talk back to you. You just went to bed. And a lot of times I go to bed because I get dreams, right? So that's part of how my gift works. You know, he gives me dreams. I get interpretations on dreams. He talks to me in dreams. So I'm very excited to go back to bed. But then there's also the part of just wanting to go back to bed. My flesh wanted to get back in bed, right? Shoot, it was three in the morning. When I finished, it was like four in the morning. I'm trying to give me some more sleep. So <laughs> I got to keep it real, right? But I understood. It's like, oh, you seemed. And it wasn't that I wasn't hearing from him, but I wasn't hearing from him like I usually do. And I'm like, what is this about? So he just let me know. It's like, you need to spend time. I wanted you to go to the Bible. Don't just wait to hear me on the inside of you. The primary way that the Lord speaks to you and it doesn't matter if you're a prophet or whoever. The primary way that the Lord speaks to you is in the Bible. And I've been doing, I've been reading the Bible almost every day for like decades. But he never wants me to get away from that. So I was like, wow. Holy Spirit, that's amazing. Like, that's so powerful. You, you want to make sure I go to the word. That, that's powerful. And again, even though I was reading it later, there is still something different about you being intimate with the Holy Spirit, being intimate with the Lord. You you worshiped him. You sat at his feet, right? You, you brought your petitions, but then there was a part of that interaction that you left out because you didn't go into the word immediately. And that's what he wanted me to do. It's like, hey, so today after I got done praying, like I said, I didn't go back to bed. I understood what he was saying and I, I just got, I just went, got my Bible and journal and I sat down and read and, you know, based on that, that's kind of how this message uh, came to be. So remember, you read the scripture, you want to have success and success <clears throat> in life, excuse me, is having success in your Christian relationship with the Lord. It doesn't just mean that you said the prayer, you said it, that I'm not going to say that doesn't mean anything. It obviously means something. But once you do that, there's so much more like okay, you're not a baby. You, if I saw you walking around, you know, drinking milk out of a little bottle, I'd be like, what's your problem? 
You're a grown woman. You're a grown man. Why are you drinking milk out of a bottle? I mean, it's, it's that it's even more ridiculous than that, quite honestly. Right. Yeah, you said the prayer, but now you need to build your relationship up with the Lord. Get in the Bible. Right. Meditate on the word of God. And as you meditate on the word of God, remember, there's layers to it. The real message that the Holy Spirit wants to give to you is embedded in what you're reading. So if you don't open it or like you, going back to my the thing about an orange, you know, when you open up an orange, if you just peel it and like the 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 liquid or the it's like a mist, it just kind of what is it? It's like an orange mist. It kind of comes out when you peel the orange. Right. That is what it is like with the scriptures you get the word on the surface there's the orange peel when you meditate on the word of god you you dig into it and you rip it open and then ah the essence of it sprays out everywhere right and you you get the the deliciousness that was hidden on the inside of it so there's so many Christians that have been Christians for so long. And again, I include myself in this for so long. I would just read it. I didn't meditate on it. But when I started meditating on the word of God, let me tell you, my Christian life went into hyperdrive. It went into warp speed, right? It, it's, it's like night and day is such a difference. Because once you start meditating on the word of God and then you start hearing God more clearly. So you want to hear God more clearly. Don't just read the Bible. Meditate. Because as he sees you meditating on the word of God, guess what? He's the one that's providing you with the understanding. Oh, look at my son. Look at my daughter. Oh, they're doing it. They're meditating on my word. Look at that. They're trying to figure it out. I'm going to let them work through this a little bit you, you they, he sees you trying to figure it out and then it's like here you go boom his understanding boom remember in the scripture when you had the the eunuch he was a eunuch and he was he was he had a very high up position in the ethiopian empire and he was actually reading the scriptures okay this man was not a Jew, right? But the scripture says, he who is a Jew inwardly is a Jew. So technically he wasn't a Jew, but you know, according to man, this man was not a Jew. He was an Ethiopian. According to God, that man truly was a Jew. He was sitting inside his carriage. This is a very wealthy person. He is trying to figure out the scriptures. It was talking about Jesus. It didn't say Jesus, but it was talking about him. He was trying to figure it out. The Lord brought Philip there supernaturally, told him to go right there and meet that man. And the man's like, yeah, I'm I'm reading the scripture. I'm reading about this, but I don't know what he's talking about. What What is this? What is this? And then Philip, just to clearly explain to him, Philip had walked with Jesus. So he's like, yeah, you know, basically they're talking about this man, Jesus. I walked with him. This is what happened. He preached the gospel to him. And then the man said, well, Basically, I want to get baptized now, right? Hey, isn't there some water over there? Should I not get baptized right now? And that man took the gospel to Ethiopia 
in Ethiopia is full of Christians, to write honestly, right? Start at the Christian church in Ethiopia. But there you see God's nature right there. That's what he does. That man was meditating on the scriptures. He was trying to figure it out. And as he was trying to figure it out, the Lord saw him doing it and sent his son, Philip, to explain it to him. He gave him understanding. The man got baptized and then went and started a church, which is still flourishing to this day. That's how God works. So if you want to hear God more clearly, then you must, one, read the Bible. But not only just that, because if that's all you do, you're missing it. Two, and more importantly, you must meditate on God's word. You must meditate on God's word. OK, then he'll reveal all what's hidden inside for you, the real message. And you'll be able to hear Holy Spirit because obviously he's going to be the one that's explaining it to you. That's how you get closer. That's how you really hear. You begin to hear God's voice. It's not just I spend five hours in prayer and worship. No. I mean, that'll help some, but no, that's not it. You have to go to God's word. Even like I said, this just happened to me this morning. Now I was like, wow, you seem kind of distant, but this and that. And he explained to me, right? You need to get in the word of God. Yes, yeah, spend time with me in worship. Spend time with me in prayer. But afterwards, come right, come right away. I have things to tell you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, yes. And so y'all know I'm transparent. So now I'm bringing this to you. I'm sharing this with you so you guys can have that. Okay, there it is. There it is. Now, <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pray. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pray. And I'm gonna, uh, let me see. Where are we at? 33 minutes. Okay, so it is what it is, right? The main thing is that you're glorified. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity um, to share with my brothers and sisters, Lord, how to get closer to you. And I don't just come up with this on my own. This is you telling me to tell them this. I had no, I had no inkling that we was going to talk about this and go all over the place and scripture and example and how you always tie it together. It's so beautifully done. It's just, I'm just always so in awe to watch you do this. Even though I'm the vessel that you're using, it's amazing because I ain't doing it. It's you. And you want your sons and your daughters around the world to know because they missing out. And you have so much to tell them. You have so much to share with them. So many things to teach them. But they're missing it because they they either won't meditate on the scripture. Like I knew how to do it, but I wasn't doing it. Right. Or they just don't even know how to do it yet. So they're missing 90 plus percent of the message that you have for them. It's like the whole iceberg thing. Everyone knows that picture. You see the little tip of the iceberg. And that's why when ships see an iceberg, they steer very clear because what's under the water is so massive. It's so much bigger than what they can see. And that that's a much better example. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's a much better example for the word of God. What we see on the page is, is just a little tiny bit. There's this massive message underneath it that we're totally not even getting 
because we're not meditating. So thank you that you want your children to know it because you love them so much. And there's so much they have. They have so many questions. It's not that you have so much to teach them what you do, but you know, your children have so many questions for you that aren't being answered. And it's not that you're not doing your part. They're not doing their part because they don't understand they're missing the meditation. It's that piece. When they do that thing right there, boom, you're, they're going to start getting the answers and so much more that they never even imagined from you. They're going to be blown away and their lives will be transformed. So thank you for this, uh, daddy. And, um, this other part of the message that, that you gave me, which I thought I was originally coming on just to talk about. So thank you for that. I pray for the grace to deliver the rest of this message and the faith and grace for my brothers and sisters around the world to actually not only be hearers of this word, but doers of it, that they would take it and immediately put it into practice, Father. We ask these things in your son Jesus' name, and we consider it done in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay. So, 1 Corinthians 1. Hold on. Now I got to fight it, y'all. Give me a second. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Oh, thank you. I highlighted it. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 1, verse, I'll start at 16, and I will read through 18. And I baptized also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Okay, so as I was doing my meditation on the word of God, I'm picking this apart and I'm like, wow, you know what? Because he's been giving me uh, scriptures about uh ministry right i mean i'm an evangelist but he's called me to he's he's called me to to really ramp it up right in evangelism and deliverance and preaching and the whole thing you know it's 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 amazing right so he's given me all these scriptures to like confirm it right and 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 this one right here came up and it's like for christ sent me not to baptize but to preach the gospel and I'm like, wow, okay, well, there's, okay, thank you for the other confirmation. But then as I started to meditate on it and not just run away with the first thing that I got, it's like, wait a minute, look at this. For Christ sent me not to baptize. It's like, wow, first of all, what is it saying? For Christ, it's, this is Jesus. This is God. It's saying that God Almighty sent me. So out of everybody else in the world, he actually chose me to do a very particular thing, right? A very particular thing. And he's saying what it is, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. See, this person has a relationship with the Lord, an intimate relationship with the Lord. And he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. So when you have this relationship with the Lord, and I think I talked about this in another podcast, maybe one of the last two, right? The Lord is the one that knows 
who you are and what he made you for. Oh yeah, it was the very last one, mirror, mirror on the wall, right? So the Lord is the one, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord is the one that made you. He's the one that knows what your mission in this world is. Since most people in the world, they don't acknowledge God or they won't acknowledge God. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They're clueless, they're arrogant, and they want to try and figure it out on their own. When really, it's already been figured out. Right. Like the song the old folk used to say, while you trying to figure it out, God already worked it out. While you trying to work it out, God already worked it out. He already figured it out. Yeah. While you trying to figure it out, God already worked it out. Work it out. Yeah, that's how it goes. OK, so. These people are spinning, spinning their wheels, spinning all their lives trying to figure it out. I figured it out. And then they come to the end. It doesn't mean they're going to go to hell, but then they come to the end and realize like, oh, that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing at all. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't, right? God knows. So if you want to know, and here you go. So a lot of people say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, you're not supposed to know. God knows. And if you didn't go to God and not one and done, I said one prayer to God. Lord, what's my purpose here? He ain't say nothing. Uh, Okay. Because you're supposed to, and y'all know by now what I'm going to say. You're supposed to spend time with the Lord, okay? You're supposed to build up that relationship and be intimate. And as you do these things, you begin learning. One prayer don't mean nothing. He could answer you in one prayer. Nine times out of 10, he usually does not because he wants you to seek him, okay? He wants you to seek him. So again, we see here in this scripture, Paul knew exactly what he was supposed to do. Now, it didn't mean that Paul didn't baptize because he did say, I baptized also the household. You know, I baptized. There was a few people that he baptized, but he knew that that was not what the Lord called him to do. See, it's so easy to get caught off guard. Many people are going to have something to say about what you should do. You should do this. You should do that. Blah, blah, blah. But none of that really means anything, right? Because those people, it's the blind leading the blind into a ditch. The blind leads the blind and they both fall into a ditch, the Bible said, right? They don't know. They don't even know about their lives. They may have found some monetary success, but did they seek the Lord on the matter? They may actually be in the wrong place. You can't listen to what these people are saying. You have to consider the source. Is this a godly person that's talking to me? And if so, a godly person would have been like, hey, did you seek the Lord on the matter? Did you pray about it? Did you fast about it? What did the Lord tell you? If they ain't coming at you with that, them people are blind. They don't know. They have no idea. Okay. And so when you listen to what the world will tell you, you'll be all over the place. You have to go to the Lord and the Lord will flat out tell you what he picked you for out of, I think there's 8 billion people in the world right now. So out of 8 billion people in the world right now. The Lord has literally picked you. He created you and handpicked you out of over 8 billion people that he knew would be on the world right now to do a very, very, very specific thing. That is amazing if you think about it. Again, think about how big the galaxy, how big the universe is. And I said, our sun, it takes, I did the studies and it said, our sun, I think it takes either 1.3 or 1.6 million planet earth to fill up our sun 
But our son is a small son. There are sons where it would take 1.6 billion of our sons to fill up that one son. And that's just one son. And there's over 2 trillion galaxies full of suns and planets. And the creator is greater than the creation. So it's great. And you, you say your mind can't even take all that in. I know, I know. But guess what? There is one that's even greater than the creation. And that is the one that created it. The Lord Jesus of Nazareth. The Lord made it all. Right? So think about that. He's that big. And out of billions and billions of people, he chose you to do a very specific thing. There is literally no way possible that you on your own could know what that thing is. You have to go to the Lord. You have to go to the Lord, right? Seek him in prayer, read the Bible, meditate on the scriptures, pray and fast. He will tell you. Now, recently, a friend of mine, well, I use that term loosely. He's an associate of mine. I used to know him back on a submarine back in the day, but um, we still keep in contact. But anyway, I saw on Instagram, he had posted this thing and it was, you know, you could put these little videos on Instagram, right? So it was clear that it was a video of Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Most of you know him. He's an actor. He's a famous American actor, right? Um, the Rock. He used to be a wrestler. So it's a video of The Rock. If you don't, you got when the video first comes on, there's no sound. So I'm like, okay, that's The Rock. I don't know what he's doing. It's clearly a video of The Rock. I, it's, what is he doing? And then I read the caption and said, dude, what the heck is The Rock doing rapping? I said, oh, now what is this? What is this? So I hit the video and it's The Rock, you know, he's rapping. He's doing a rap song and it's just The Rock. You know, he's just cursing and cursing and I'm going to kick this and do that and smack this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is this? I just muted it. And at first I laughed. I was like, yeah, dude, what is The Rock doing writing the rap? Why is The Rock rapping? And then it occurred to me, he's lost. The thought occurred to me, Dwayne Johnson is lost in The Rock. He's lost himself in The Rock. And I was like, oh, wow, that's sad. That's not funny at all. And so I just typed it out. I said, hey, this is tragic, right? Dwayne, Dwayne has lost himself to The Rock. He, he's gone, right? And, 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 and so I wanted to share this in, in, in this uh, podcast because this is exactly what this message is about, at least this portion of the message, right? Dwayne Johnson, there's something about Dwayne Johnson that people love. It's something that God Almighty put inside that man. He has something special and the devil loves to take that and use it. It's a gift. But see, Dwayne is using it. And it may be that Dwayne was supposed to be in entertainment anyway. Right. But he didn't take it through the Lord. And so now it's perverted. Now the devil has a hold of that. And he has him, you know, the rock is his alter ego. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is a wrestling thing. You don't come on with your real name, but he's allowed it to take over and dominate. And so he's all over the place, you know. He's making movies, he's rap, he's doing rap songs, he's doing this, doing that. And it's like, dude, stay in your lane. Why are you over there making rap songs? 
that's not even you. You're not even like a singer. You're not creative. Like that's not your thing, but he's over there doing it. Right. And so I thought about it. It was just so tragic because I can clearly see like, wow, he doesn't know where he's supposed to be. So somebody else is giving him. You're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be doing this. And he's doing those things and he's making money. But is that really what the Lord called him to do? Absolutely not. Well, you can't say God didn't call the rock. Sure, I can. God did not call the rock to be sitting there rapping and cursing and talking about lustful things and violent things. He didn't call him to be starring on TV shows with all of this sex and nudity. The Lord did not call him to do that. Okay. It would have been something wholesome. And there is a part of Dwayne Johnson that could do that. But it needs to be submitted to the Lord. And that's the part that people just love. They love the rock. They love him. Because there's that piece right there. The devil uses that. But then he, he perverts it with a bunch of other stuff and has him doing stuff. So, yeah, don't, don't be like that. And I did. I'm not just talking about the rock. I prayed for him. I really prayed for him. More than once, right? Because that's 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 tragic, and uh, I want him to not be lost. So the the point here is this, right? The Lord created you for a very specific thing. The Scripture says, "For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel." Right? It's a very specific task, and unless you spent time, and we're coming to a close, and unless you spent time before the Lord with the Lord. And listening to the Lord. How do you do that? You meditate on the scriptures. Daily. The scripture said day and night. You meditate on the scripture therein day and night. Right? You do that. And therein you will find good success. That's how you find out the knowledge of the Lord. That's how you really, 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 really begin to hear the Lord super clearly. It's, it's by doing these things here. And if you don't know what he called you to do, if he hasn't let you know, then that's how you'll know. It's in doing those things. So remember, your father art in heaven, your daddy, your Abba, right? He has so much in store for you. There's so many questions that he wants to answer for you. There really are. But instead of you asking yourself, why did this happen to me? Oh, why? Why, 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 why? Which is an irrelevant question. You can't answer that because you're a human. You don't even have, you don't have that. So stop asking yourself why you don't have that. You need to take it to the one that does have the answers and you need to do it in the way he told you to do it so you can get answers. Don't just say a prayer and ask him once or twice because that's probably not going to get you the answer. Okay. You need to spend time before him. Seek him in fasting and prayer. Meditate on the word of God day and night, right? He'll tell you. He'll tell you things that's just going to amaze you. It's just going to amaze you, okay? And you'll, your life will never be the same, not ever. If you do this right here, I'm telling you, your life is about to go on the hyperdrive. It's never, ever, ever going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. Okay, so anyway... Hey, that's it. That's it for today's message. I didn't plan on coming here <laughs> doing a long message. But again, you, you know, preachers or evangelists, we never plan on doing a long message. It it just, you know, it just kind of happens like that. So anyway, <laughs> remember, 
I love you with the love of the Lord and always submit yourself unto God first and then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.